0: It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith.
1: Happy hump day.
0: Let's start with the Quebec anti-vax tax. Oh, yeah. Wow. The Quebec Premier is saying if you're unvaccinated, unvaccinated people clogging up the hospitals there, they're sig- going to hit sig- you with a signif- fee.
1: Significant tax. Right. Calls. It won't give the number out yet, but uh, certainly um, making waves across the country. I
0: spoke to your friend Gary Mason. I remember mm-hmm. you co-authored a book with him many years ago. and. He's a buddy of yours, and, and he, he told me this morning, he thought he thinks this is the right thing to do, that desperate times call for desperate measures.
1: Yeah, Gary's pretty strong on um, taking pretty harsh measures against anti-vaxxers or those who refuse to get vaccinated. He did a column, uh, I think it was last week, on it. He got a lot of hate mail. I mean, that's, that's and I, I got a column out this week, sort of not taking the same tack, but well, sort of saying, is it inevitable we're going to see tighter measures against and, uh, against those who refuse to get vaccinated, or are we going to see incentives or disincentives? I find one of the more creative things that Quebec's done, uh, apart from this tax, which I think is very controversial, less controversial, though, is requiring proof of vaccination to go to a government liquor store or yeah. a cannabis store. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see provinces adopt similar measures. I don't think BC would do the cannabis route because that would just drive cannabis into the underground. We already have a entrenched um underground economy when it comes to cannabis it's just it's sitting there it's dormant a bit because we've got legal stores but it could very easily be reactivated but government liquor stores that's that's, that's creative
0: okay what about the anti-vax tax in Quebec where do you stand on that
1: i i have a problem when you start uh, impeding people's access to healthcare for any yeah. reason so i tell people you know i'm i'm totally against the anti-vax crowd i think they're they're um uh, dishonest uh they're destructive they're men- these are the people who go to these rallies i mean they're really not g- good people and they're not particularly scientifically literate but there's 370,000 people in bc almost 370,000 who have yet to get a single dose i don't think those people fall into that camp they are people who are not vaccinated for any number of reasons um and i don't uh, attach to them some malicious intent necessarily so you take a uh, an, an An analogy is a drunk driver plows through an intersection and kills three people and injures himself. Do you you refuse treatment in a hospital to that person? That person's done enormous damage, more damage than someone sitting at home alone who hasn't been vaccinated. We don't deny treatment to that person. So
0: Well of course they're not talking in Quebec they're not talking about denying treatment. No, they're saying you're they're gonna you're, charge you're, you for it.
1: You're charging for it. And that I think yeah. I don't wonder, you know, we were talking off air, will this stand up to the Canada Health Act? Yeah. Where you start charging people for access I mean, this is a de facto charge on someone to, to access health care services. I'm not sure it's gonna stand up. So I'm a little I'm a little I mean, I'm not totally Opposed to it, but I'm I'm leery of of it. Start attaching impediments to people getting healthcare based well, I, on vaccinations. I think
0: it's going too far too. I also think it's kind of a slippery slope because you know look at all the other choices that people made. I mean, you talk about you know someone who chooses to drive drunk. You know, do you charge them for healthcare now? What about someone who is a, heavy a smoker? A smoker. A smoker, smoker you, know? you know. Maybe you got lung cancer because you chose to smoke and you burden the health care system with your right. treatment. So now so, we're going to
1: charge you. Yeah, so we don't do that and I, I again, it'd be interesting if someone challenges this one in court. Uh, but uh, I think that's inevitable. I think so. I think but it's interesting around the around Europe you're seeing governments increasingly start to adopt pretty significant measures. Greece is going to start fining people over the age of 60, I think $144 a month, wow. uh, if you're not vaccinated. Italy wow. and France are coming down with some pretty Stringent measures. Uh, Austria, you're seeing, uh, particularly northern Europe countries, are adopting some pretty strict rules on people who aren't vaccinated, and I think that's that's starting to spread.
0: Okay, we also have the issue of mandatory vaccination. You just you just talked mm-hmm. about how that's basically catching on in some countries in Europe, effectively. Mm-hmm. You had the federal health minister here in Canada last week suggest that provinces maybe should take a look at this mandatory vaccination. Dr. Bonnie Henry was asked about that yesterday. Could there be mandatory vaccination in B.C.? Here's what she said. We're taking the measures that we feel are important to address what we're seeing here now. And uh, I I don't foresee uh, making it mandatory for vaccinations for everybody in the province. Your thoughts?
1: Well, you go back a few months. uh, Dr. Henry said she didn't see us having vaccine passports. Yeah. Uh, uh, Her view on that obviously changed because we now require vaccine passports or proof of vaccination to get into restaurants or other venues. So, again, this is always evolving. And we'll see. The Omicron variant is changing everything because so many people are catching this with various consequences as a result. This didn't happen with the Delta variant. We had nowhere near the transmission with the Delta variant, as we're seeing with Omicron. So things are changing. No va- no mandatory vaccines right now. Perhaps that changes, but it's starting to apply to occupations. Healthcare workers, for example, uh, have to be vaccinated. The number of healthcare workers is going to grow now because uh, they're looking at other colleges of other... Um, uh, chiropractors, for example.
0: Yeah, like so chiropractors and dentists, yep. for example, currently not required to be vaccinated, but, but that could change, right? It,
1: it will change. And if yeah. you look at the public health order, uh, there is a section in there. Go to the CDC website, and it a big section in bold letters. Take notice, it says, to other healthcare care professionals. There's a long list of them that you will be part of this health order. And what's going on is there's talks with the, the various colleges, the registers that govern these professions to see how the, it can be done.
0: Okay, interesting briefing yesterday by... Health Minister Adrian Dix talking about the growing caseload in British Columbia, more people hospitalized, and he also said something very interesting, that could they transform the Vancouver Convention Centre into a field hospital? Right now it's, it's a vaccination centre. Mm-hmm. Could they actually turn it into a hospital to treat people with, over, with overflowing cases, potentially in the future? Here's what he had to say about that, then we'll get your thoughts. We are also looking and we are, will be securing additional space capacity for a field hospital in the Lower Mainland including potentially converting the space we are using right now for the mass vaccination clinic at the convention center and could have a hospital set up in five to seven days. Those discussions are underway, but I want to be clear, and I'll say it twice to be clear, that we are not moving to stand up a field hospital this time. We are not moving to stand up a field hospital this time. But, of course, we want to have all of the options available as we go through these difficult weeks.
1: Key key words there, at this time. So, take a look at what's going on in Ontario. Ontario today is reporting 3,446 people in hospital. That's up from 911 days ago. Wow. So that's just exploded. The number of people in ICU is now uh, 500. It was uh, below 200 11 days ago. So, those are the numbers to keep an eye on. And this is... Uh, Omicron. It's also Delta is still out there as well, putting people in hospital. So we're always a little lagging behind Ontario. So the nervousness is in the BC system. If we're going down Ontario's route, the equivalent of what what we're seeing in Ontario would be about 1,100 people, uh, 1,150 people in hospital in BC. Because of this, we've got 369, so almost triple what we're seeing now. And about 175 people in um, in ICU, and we've got 97 people in ICU. So if we're headed down that route, you will see the convention center turned into a field hospital, as it was at the beginning of the pandemic. Remember,
0: right, and then they never, right. but they never used it. Never used it, never right. had to. Yeah. The
1: other thing, you know, you know, we could be peaking in this. Our, yeah. our, our positivity rate has slowly dropped a little bit. On a seven-day rolling average, it's going down. On a day-to-day average, it is down from last week. That's good news. So... Maybe we don't uh, match Ontario's uh, uh, you know, ascendancy when it comes to cases.
0: How do they staff this field hospital if they do s- set one up? I mean, we're already seeing high rates of absenteeism in, in lots of professions, but including healthcare. care. Well, and, yeah. you know, some of the unions were speaking out yesterday saying, hang on a sec, now you're talking about setting up some huge MASH unit. Where are you going to get the the staff for this? We're already short staffed. So we're we're not there yet. I mean, this this is this was put out by Dix. This is an advisory.
1: Just this could happen. Worst case scenario. But he also disclosed yesterday almost twenty eight thousand shifts were not staffed last week in the healthcare system. That's you know three to five to eight thousand uh, people homes sick. Now a number of people talked to a couple of nurses told me yesterday said well they were short staffed because of the snow. I mean, snow yeah. shut down the roads in 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 parts of Metro Vancouver. That may have been a factor, but Omicron is putting people in all professions at home uh, with uh, this illness, and it's uh, it's a challenge. So the convention center, it's worst case scenario. It's an ongoing challenge right now, just to staff hospitals and and healthcare facilities now because of the absentees.
0: Okay, real quickly, latest on that. We've been talking about the Novak Djokovic saga in Australia this week. So the latest on that, he's still in Australia, released from his quarantine hotel. He is training to hopefully he hopes to compete in the Australian Open, but the Australian government could still potentially kick him out. Now, there's new disclosures on this. It's now revealed that he tested positive at one point for for covid and despite testing positive in Serbia, where he's from. He uh, did some media interviews. He did a, he did a photo ops with a bunch of kids. Even though he had tested positive, he's now kind of apologizing for that.
1: Ir- more examples of irresponsible behavior and dishonest behavior and and basically misleading officials. So I think the public um, mood in Australia is very decidedly against him. I think the government's... But the government's watched this from the beginning, but I think the pressure's on the government to deny him he, access.
0: He's a guy who... I'm uh, learning more about Djokovic here in the last couple of days that I ever th- more than I ever thought I would know about this guy. Or, he, or you need to know. Yeah, He's got some um, beliefs in some medical quackery. So one of the things he believes, for example, he believes that contaminated water can be purified through the power of prayer or positive thought. Here he is talking about that, Novak Djokovic.
2: Water reacts. And, and, you know, scientists have proven that, that obviously in in the experiment that molecules of the water react to our emotions, to what is being
0: said. Yeah. Okay. So water and molecules in water react to your emotion. So, you know, okay. So the guy, the guy's a great tennis player. I'm not going to take any medical advice from him, but I guess it's still a question for the Australian government. Do you kick him out or do you let him play?
1: Well, it's also tied to vaccines and the message you're sending to citizens in Australia. They've got some pretty tough measures down there too, to to, uh, require you to be vaccinated. Why would you make an exemption to some superstar sports figure who's got some quackery ideas about turning uh, nuclear waste water into something you can drink? (laughs)
0: All right, welcome back. It's Baldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Glenn in Maple Ridge. Hi, Glenn. Go ahead.
2: Hey guys. Uh, yeah, good, uh, good topic today. First and for first, first and foremost, I won't waste your time on Djokovic. She's a joke. But uh, let's good. get back to the uh, so the serious issue of, uh, of what Quebec is doing and uh, and the the Pandora's box that they are uh, that, that they're opening here on this uh, on this uh, uh, fine or tax or whatever you want to call it for their uh, the unvaccinated. Now, first and foremost, I want to know what the definition of a vaccinated is. Personally, I'm, I'm double-vaxxed. I was reluctant. I didn't want to do it, but I am double-vaxxed. Now, am I am I vaccinated, or is that definition going to change? Is it going to be one jab, two jabs, three jabs, four jabs? Like, what is the what is the jab game here as far as, first and foremost, what is going to be the definition of vaccination? Mm-hmm. Secondly... The vaccination, as we all know, it may lessen, they say that it lessens the effects that you may have, but it's still, it still passes with vaccinated people. Pe- vaccinated people still get ill. Vaccinated people still end up in the hospital, maybe not to the same degree as unvaxxed. And thirdly, the Pandora's box is you know, you guys keep bringing up smoking and drinking, well, what about the person that likes to wolf down burgers every day and uh, that clogs yeah. up the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the system? It's like, this is a real Pandora's box. So, sure, thank yeah. you
1: for the call. So, sure. point by point, in terms of your vaccination status, right now you're considered to be fully vaccinated if you have two doses. That's, right. that's the standard. Now, that could change, who knows. Uh, I've got a note from someone yesterday that a country she wants to travel to wants proof of a third dose, and mm-hmm. that's that could be problematic. But right now, Two doses is um, is considered fully vaccinated. Uh, his other point, yes, if you if you do get vaccinated right now, uh, more than half the cases every day are in vaccinated people.
0: Um, the, so even though they're a small percentage of the population, they're still overrepresented. If people are getting sick and no, ending so, up in hospital, so, right?
1: Yeah, so fully vaccinated people are the majority right now, slight majority of cases every day. The unvaccinated people are about sixty percent right now. What had been eighty percent of the ICU cases. So ten percent of the of the population, which is the unvaccinated, are have this hugely disproportionately higher hospitalization and ICU rate, 33 times more likely to be in hospital and, and death rate as well. But fully vaccinated people, again, this beginning vaccines are not 100%. If you've got underlying health conditions and particularly older people over 70, those are the people fully vaccinated are showing up in hospital to a greater degree than younger people. But the unvaccinated 10% are, you know, the majority of cases in the ICUs and hospitals.
0: Let's go to Jennifer on the line in Surrey. Hi, Jennifer. Go ahead.
2: Hey, how you doing, guys? Um,
0: Good.
2: Yeah, the Djokovic thing kind of drives me crazy, uh, and it's the same with a lot with any sports figure. You know, if you wreck your knee while you're trying to score that winning goal, you get front of the line for an MRI. So these guys are paying for their health care. I'm assuming. I hope we're not paying for the MRI for a hockey player, but um, well. You
0: know, do you think, do, to, to do, you think jo- do you think do you think Djokovic should be kicked out of Australia, or do you think they should let him play?
2: Absolutely, kicked out. Kick, kick him out. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. I think Absolutely. most people in Australia probably agree with you. So, yeah. um, I, although I haven't looked at any specific polling on it, but I wonder if the federal government there in Australia is is feeling pressure to kick him out. Oh,
1: I would think it would look very embarrassing if uh, Djokovic shows up at Rod Laver Arena Centre Court and starts playing tennis uh, when he's sort of the the poster boy for the unvaccinated. When you're trying to convince your population to get vaccinated, when you've got measures in place that you've got consequences if you're not vaccinated, you can't work in certain professions if you're not vaccinated, uh, to give him an exemption would be, I think, look silly.
0: Let's go to Paul and Ladysmith. Hi, Paul.
2: Uh, Good morning, Keith. Mike, I read an article in Lancet uh science magazine about uh healthcare workers that weren't having any eye protection and they were up to 20% contracting covid until they started wearing eye protection i haven't heard Bonnie Henry Fauci anybody talk about this and thought I'd get your opinion on it
1: Keith well, I haven't seen the article. I, you know, forward. I'll check it out or forward it to me. That's interesting. Uh, Lancet's a very reputable um, publication. Obviously, uh, they do a lot of p- everything's peer reviewed there. So that's that's an interesting finding. If uh, I can get my hands on them, that's a question for Dr. Henry at some point.